1: And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode.
0: A very good welcome to you all. We have Nicholas to switch in on our call today. He is Head of Sales at a company called no CRM. And I think there's something very intriguing in the name of the company, which maybe we'll get an opportunity to find out more about. So Nicholas has over 15 years sales leadership experience, and we're going to hear about that in the podcast. Nicholas, would you like to do a brief introduction?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, First of all, uh, hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, uh, You can hear that I'm uh, I'm a French guy, with my French accent. Uh, And maybe just to add a quick word about uh, who I am. So I I, I now live in Biarritz, South West of France. I'm a father of two kids, and I've been working in sales since 15 years. Uh, Leadership is quite important to me. Uh, So I'm, I'm very pleased to be discussing that today.
1: Awesome Nicholas, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, thanks very much for uh, for joining and I'm keen to hear a bit more about um, leadership from your 15 years of experience um, in a sales leadership setting. Um, So just I guess like quick kick off with the the first sort of question, Um, based on on that experience that you have, I'd be really interested to hear, what what would you say is your kind of um, best experience of leadership, either leading a team yourself or or being led um, in, in a previous role?
2: Good question. Uh, I would say both. Um, I started my career as a, as a, you know, technical sales guy, so I, I had a, a very nice leader um, from whom I learned a lot, uh, so I tend to push a lot my team as well to, to learn from, from their peers, I think it's very important, uh, so I, 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 I had a good time uh, with a good leader for two years. And then bad leadership is really bad experience, <laughs> so it's uh, it's different. And then I'm I'm enjoying leading teams uh, since three years now. Um, so I really like I, I really like the aspect of you know giving my best for helping the team, uh, inspiring them, and making them more autonomous and more and more performance uh, mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. So I'm, I really tend to enjoy more being a leader now.
1: Sure. So I think, you know, getting the most out of a team in terms of performance and helping them become more autonomous and sort of self-supported is something that we hear about quite, quite often in, in, with our other guests. What do you think are the sort of most important aspects, Nicholas, in enabling a team to, to be um, high, performance, high performance and be more autonomous?
2: Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a bunch of things. <laughs> it's, uh, there's various stuff that I, I put in place and I, I found out the results are getting there now. But it's a mix of, you know, when especially talking about sales uh, leadership, it's for me it's a mix. uh, It's a mix of um, coaching, um, training, Mm -hmm. and uh, and and leadership in general, meaning uh, leading the team. Uh, So it's it's an aspect that's very important for me. It's building the the team spirit, especially at NoCRM. With we are full remote, like Mm -hmm. uh, we most of the team members I've never met them personally. So it's uh, it's also very special, <laughs> yeah, but, sure. uh, but we we did put in place a kind of framework um, with various types of meetings um, that does include building the team spirit, uh, training, sharing between uh, between members of the team, and also a lot of coaching from me. Uh, so we make sure everyone uh, stay at the at the top in terms yeah. of mindset and in terms of skills.
1: Got it. Um, and what, what I'd be quite interested to ask Nicholas, obviously, you just said your your team is, is fully remote, and obviously that's something that's happening, you know, quite a lot over yeah. the past eighteen months or so. And I think, as you mentioned, in terms of like the culture is very important as well, especially you know with people working home from remotely and not having much sort of human interaction. How how do you sort of um, help ensure that you've got that culture in place when, every, when all of your team are working remotely?
2: And sorry, can you, can you repeat? I think there was a lag.
1: Oh, sure yeah so i was just curious to hear um at no crm given all of your team are working remotely what are some of the ways that you help ensure that that culture gets felt by all of your remote employees
2: mm. yeah no it's um it's an it's an important thing so um working remotely was new for me and it was uh, already in the company culture you know uh so everything was already in place in terms of um, okay, how we onboard people, that's one thing. But how we make sure we all work together uh, since we're all remote, even the developers, everyone. Uh, and so there was a, a, a key aspect that I um, discovered when I joined that they were using, and we keep on using that, is for, for every day, all team members um, need to set up their three goals a day. Okay, That's what we call it. Uh, so it's basically every morning you start your day, uh, you step back for five minutes and you think about your three goals a day. So really it's goals, it's not tasks. Huh? It's I want to accomplish mm-hmm. these three things. And, uh, and you post that on the, on, on the social network uh, in the company. And that's really an important part actually of our I would say remote working culture uh, because it's, it's really a daily task, a daily routine and also it's a, a way for the managers to um, be able to help also the team uh, so depending on the goals, we can just adjust we can call them back we can adjust the, the goals of the day and make sure they are in line with what we expect from them so that was a that was a key thing for us and it's working quite well and then, we do that every day
0: and you do that across the whole business um, Nicolas. i guess do you not just in sales
2: sorry yeah no no it's for everyone in the company okay yeah.
0: and how is that received i mean how has that changed performance and results um
2: it's difficult to say uh, it's difficult to say uh, i couldn't say the, the 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 direct result of that uh, apart from it's it's working for everyone because it's in, it's it's also a way to step back uh, you know a bit uh, every morning and not deep dive into your to-do list. Uh, So that's also for personal performances. I think it's interesting. And then it's working as a a remote team because we are able to see uh, what everyone is doing and working on. So it's just building up, helping building up and keeping up the the company culture together, I think. So it's difficult to measure.
0: Okay. Well, you said um, at the beginning that you'd had an experience of not good leadership, which has helped shape your leadership today. So, what are the things that you don't do that you felt weren't right in leadership?
2: Oh, <laughs> so I had a, a bad experience with one uh, one sales director. Okay, um, the experience was more on the, the the bad things was more on the human side. You know, it was a kind of machine in terms of sales. Uh, but that's not interesting in terms of uh, leadership, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, So the human aspect was not there uh, in terms of uh, getting a, a human relationship, uh, getting a positive mindset, getting uh, confidence from your leaders. This kind of things was not there. Uh, so it was a difficult six months, even though I learned a lot in terms of sales skills, if you know what I mean but in terms of leadership I was definitely um, not happy uh, with what he was doing and convinced that it was not the right way to do things in terms of um, mindset and, and attitude toward, towards any member of the team.
0: I think we can learn a lot from the things that don't work and um, things that aren't successful so you, you learned a huge amount from that and you, you mentioned mindset and really using that to kind of motivate a team what is it that you do specifically um, Nicholas that motivates a team leads a team that it's around mindset what is it that you do? Um,
2: it's first of all is um, at the beginning when I joined uh, we did a, I did a, a meeting a presentation basically uh, uh, about how I'm, I wanted to uh, coach and manage the team okay? And the, the first thing was uh, setting expectations on what I wanted them to, to receive when I tried to coach them or train them. Okay. And the, the most important thing was def- definitely uh, making clear that all the feedback I wanted to give them was with positive intent. You know, so they, want, they had to take everything I, I was telling them with positive intent. Feedback is there to make you progress and not to judge you or to. Bring you down, and that was a very, very important um, step for the whole team. Is okay. Now we are going to take every feedback as a positive thing, uh, assuming positive intent from everyone in the team, and setting the, our expectation for everything that we do. Following this mindset, no, I don't know if it's clear, but <laughs> that was important.
0: No, I I understand what you're saying. That um, sometimes people can take criticism kind of personally. And think it's a a, it's a challenge against them as an individual. But what you're saying is it's all for the better purpose of the business. It's all for the best in the best interest of the individual and the company. It's all done with, as you said, good good intentions to improve. Well, I think this is such an important aspect of leadership. We hear a lot on the podcast about emotional intelligence, being authentic. What's your perspective on? emotional intelligence and what do you do as a leader of a sales team to really bring emotional to show emotional intelligence
2: Oh, um okay that's a, that's a good one um i think it's for me it's just being um natural and very positive and uh empathic uh, so it's actually starting every one-on-one session or team session by really listening to how the person is going in terms of his personal life and and uh, how he's feeling. So um, really being authentic in uh, how you listen to them and empathic in the way uh, you're dealing with uh, their struggle or their positive things. So uh, it's difficult to put names and, 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 uh, and techniques on that. It's basically being a uh, being a empathetic human being, (laughs) trying to be positive, each time I'm talking to a member of the team and being consistent doing that also.
1: I'd be quite interested to to hear your thoughts on, in terms of like a leader leader or uh, an example of leadership, is there anyone who do you, uh, uh, let's say, admire? And that could be someone that's kind of in the news, maybe written a book, someone people might know of, or perhaps like a personal story of a previous leader that you've had in a previous
2: role. Who, who, who in leadership do you admire and why did you admire their leadership? Yeah, um, uh, to answer this, I'm, I'm not really reading a lot of books about leaderships. And oh. I, I, I wouldn't quote anyone about leaderships. Hmm. Uh, I would mention two, two people that has inspired me. Okay? Uh, the first one is my dad. OK, because uh, thanks to him, I'm doing a lot of sports. I've been uh, in the sports world for all my, 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 my life. And I think I take out value uh, from uh, the sports world that are very important in the way I work, in the way I live my life also, and in the way I coach and uh, lead people. So that would be uh, the first uh, thing I'm thinking about. Uh, so uh, thanks to, to, to my dad. And um, the second person I really admire is a guy called Mike Horn. Uh, you might have heard of him, he's uh, an adventurer and he's doing, he's doing crazy adventure all around the world. And uh, I would recommend a book from him which is called Latitude Zero. Mm-hmm. And it's more about um, self-resilience, positivity, uh, yeah, and purely pure uh, resilience uh, and how you manage to over, over, overgap any struggles. And this mentality is also something uh, quite important uh, for me in my life. And that has inspired me a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I very much agree as well. And I, I recently read a similar sort of book by the science it, um, from a guy called David Doggins. I'm not sure if you've, if you've heard of him. Um, um, book, not this one. Okay. Well he, his book is called Can't Hurt Me. Um, and it's yeah. all about a similar sort of thing. Having the right mindset to push past your sort of perceived limits and go and do things he did not think were necessarily possible, whether that's um like a like a mental aspect like achieving something in work or like a physical aspect going and doing a crazy kind of triathlon or ultra marathon or whatever it might be so it sounds like a similar sort of thing and i think i agree i think a lot of those principles in those kinds of books uh, in those sorts of books are incredibly helpful and you can apply them into your own life whether it's like a leadership thing or, or some other sort of challenge you're focusing on but there was one thing i wanted to go back to nicholas you mentioned about having quite a bit of involvement in the sports side of things and that's something that comes up, has come up in a few of our other podcasts about the sort of parallels between leadership and like a business setting and a sports environment as well. So yeah. I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts. What, what, what do you think are the kind of common um, traits in leadership between a business setting and a sports setting?
2: Well, there's multiple aspects, but because, because actually you find out the same um, very important. Uh, peers in in managing a sales team or managing a sports team uh, there's the coaching and there's a, the training spot and the team spirit so it's basically very very uh, close uh, i mean uh, when you're talking about sports uh, or a company or a sales team okay mm-hmm. and so in all of those aspects you can uh, really take out a lot of value interesting value from the sports world uh, just to mention for example training I think it's it's something that's not um, pushed uh, enough in, in sales or company, in sales team or company. Uh, whereas in sport, it's obvious that you're going to focus a lot on training. Uh, then playing the game is part of, uh, of the life of a sportsman, but uh, training is definitely the most important thing. And uh, so I would say this is something also I tend to push to the team is uh, tell them that uh, safe training is very, very important Uh, Either safe development or training on sales aspect. And I tend to focus on that because uh, it's not because you you won a game or you close the lead that, uh, okay, you are at your top of your game. And if you stop training, then you are going to go down. That's for sure. That's any sportsman will tell you that. Uh, Even Roger Federer is at the top and he's still training every day. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that in sales. Uh, and I think it's a mistake. So, of course, we we, we are lacking a bit of time to get uh, to train a lot. But uh, still, it's important to have that in mind. That training is important.
1: Yeah, that's something we hear we hear common as well. You know, continuous learning, constantly upskilling yourself, and taking time out to improve and, and learn. So, yeah, very interesting to hear that you pull that up as well.
2: And then there's a, there's the coaching part also, which is um, you know when, when you're coaching a team. Uh, I'm now coaching some some people now on the beach uh, in biarritz uh, beach volleyball and yes. um, and and the thing is is it's interesting because um, when you do coach in sports you you show them a few times how to do it and then you push them to find their own solution and and you just apply what you told them before and uh, i think in sales it can be the same or any 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 job actually it's uh, showing the way and then letting them take the pass uh, pushing them to take the path and i see coaching like this is you show the way one or two times and then you invite them to find their own solution and take the pass, and uh and and basically become uh, the, the the person or the sportsman they, they want to be a, gu-
0: a good analogy with with sports nicholas what would you what three pieces of practical advice would you give to somebody stepping into a leadership role
2: um, yeah, good thing. Um, I would start with setting up the expectations, as I mentioned just before. Uh, so, uh, how, what do you expect, uh, what they can expect from you and what you expect from them in terms of human relation and feedback and stuff like that. So, se- setting up the expectation. Setting up a, a framework uh, of you know, uh, meetings, uh, preparations of meetings, team meetings, all this kind of framework that's going to be the basics for you to manage your team. And then work on your positivity and what kind of uh, mindset um, messaging you want to pass on to your team as a leader. So define those values and apply them so they can pass, it, uh, they can pass over the team.
0: Okay. Thank you for those. And what about, you know, looking back, what pieces, what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know now?
2: (laughs) You mean in terms of leadership or anything in life?
0: (laughs) Well, let's do both. Let's do, (laughs) let's do leadership first and then in life in general.
2: No, leadership, it's, um, I would I would tell myself to start a bit earlier <laughs> because in the sense that I, I started managing and, and having a team um, really uh, not so long ago and I really like it. So uh, it's more like uh, I, I would start earlier because it's something I really enjoy. And then uh, no, in life, uh, I would tell myself, uh, my younger self, to keep on... Um, doing my own stuff and not caring too much about what other people think. Uh, So following my own path and not uh, taking, uh, uh, giving too much importance of what other people think or might uh, want me to do.
0: That's, That's interesting and thank you for sharing both of those. But in terms of not caring too much about what others think you should do, has that been a challenge that you've had to face
2: um, not really, because I've always been like this. Uh, I recently read a, a book, which is, what, what's the name about this? Uh, uh, oh, the Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I actually, uh, I mean, it was interesting, because I think it's already stuff that I applied in my life since, uh, since I, I'm young. Uh, I'm quite lucky with that. And my wife is always telling me, yeah, but you are doing that already. Um, but I think it's very, very important. So it, it helped me a lot. I didn't face a big challenge in terms of, um, of that. Uh, but uh, you're always tempted, you know, when you're looking at uh, other people's successes or this kind of thing. It's always a challenge, I think, uh, every day to stay aligned with who you are and what you want to do in life and not looking uh, to other people, uh, what they are doing, what their success and stay focused on what you actually want. I think it's a day-to-day challenge mm-hmm. even though I, I'm quite sure I'm applying it quite nicely to myself, but uh, it's always a, a challenge.
0: Okay, let's test that out then. Nicholas, what's the big challenge you've got coming up?
2: Oh, it's more, uh, it's more business challenge and also um, I, I feel now it's been two years I, I joined CRM. The team is all over the world and obviously with COVID we couldn't meet each other. And it's starting to be difficult, uh, not having the possibility to, to gather and uh, and actually meet as human beings, <laughs> and not over Zoom, and uh, yeah, that's a challenge I think for a lot of people now nowadays with the COVID. But um, for for our team, it's it's uh, the biggest challenge we face is we couldn't meet, and uh, it's a bit uh, frustrating.
1: Oh, there's one thing um, <clears throat> you mentioned in, in those three pieces of, of advice that I'd, I'd be just keen to hear your thoughts on so you mentioned about being a leader at a like younger age and starting earlier and one of the things that we hear at El- we hear of in, in some of our other podcasts is guests talk about um the ability for someone to become a leader really at sort of any stage in their career and being a leader isn't something that's necessarily tied to a s- specific title um, so I'd just be curious to hear your thought. What, what, what do you think of that, about being a leader at kind of any stage of your career and it being more of like a mindset type of thing versus like an actual position?
2: Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I tend to really agree with that. <laughs> um, plus it's not, uh, and, and if we take the, the example of, uh, of, of sales team or sales people, uh, sure. it's not because you are a top performer in sales that you're going to be a good sales leader. Uh, mm-hmm. That's also uh, often a mistake that we hear. Uh, no, I think it, it's more uh, depending on the maybe human or, I don't know, or, uh, human skills, you know, it's, it's kind of a soft, soft skills for me to be uh, able to lead a team, uh, giving the positivity, giving the right advice and, and giving confidence to your team. It's, it's something that is um, inside you, I think, uh, early on. And uh, I face that also in um, in, in the sport world because you you can you can have young people joining your team and being leaders um, on the court or off the court. Uh, so it's really depending on the yeah on the soft skills I would say or I don't know how to call them. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I would I would definitely agree that it can be uh, coming at any stage of your career. Um, awesome depending on how you feel about that also it's important that uh, people becoming leader or happy to become leader it's not always the case
1: i would agree i think as you said it's it's something that you can strive towards for yourself can't you and it's i guess it's uh, a mindset you have or a desire you have to to become a leader and not as as we said not necessarily a a specific title as we draw to a bit of a close, Nicholas, are there any uh, sort of like final thoughts or opinions or anything like that, that you would like to share on the leadership side of things?
2: Um, no, I think um, one thing also I tend to, to focus on, and maybe we didn't mention that, is um, focusing on the well being of um, mm-hmm. people you're working with. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> think, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be part of, you know, any things, but. Uh, I tend to, to try to pay attention to that, um, also as a, as a company of course we do that, it's part of the culture, of the remote culture but I think it's uh, as a leader focusing also on the well-being, uh, taking time for them, uh, making sure they have time to do some sports and eat well and take care of the health uh, because it's uh, the, the most important thing that they have, so uh, that's a big part also of the job I think
1: totally agree and i was actually just reading uh, a book called essentialism and the, the past few pages i was reading was all about getting enough sleep and kind of the, uh, hmm. the culture of working till early hours in the morning and getting up early and going again doesn't really cut it anymore and it's important to actually get a full eight hours of sleep because of the the benefits that has to you yeah. uh, throughout the day so uh, along with similar lines as to what you're saying so i would totally agree yeah. Um, Nicholas, what we'd love to do at the end of the podcast is just give, our guests a bit of time back um, to share anything that they've got coming up in their business, their personal life, or anything that they wanted to share with our listeners or talk about or promote. So over to you, Nicholas, is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners today? Um,
2: no, I would just uh, mention um, NoCRM uh, because we're talking about sales uh, and NoCRM is, is really a tool for, dedicated to salespeople. So I would mm-hmm. advise people to go have a look on our website, noCRM.io. It's mm-hmm. a, free, uh, there's a free trial. So um, you're going to be able to test for yourself. And if you've got a sales team and want to also manage your sales team, it's a great tool. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I wanted to mention.
1: I think for any sales leaders on this podcast, listening to something that says no CRM is definitely quite intriguing. So I would recommend you go and take a look yeah, yeah. You see, uh,
2: The website is even called, uh, uh, so <laughs> you don't Need a CRM.com." So you understand the philosophy behind it, uh, and I'm sure people will get uh, a bit intrigued uh, by the, the product and the, the branding.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a uh, definitely catching name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Awesome, well, Nicholas, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you very much for everything you've shared. I agree with all the points you made, especially around the well-being side of things and you know, being a leader at any point throughout your career. Um, it's been a pleasure listening to your experience at NoCRM and um, yeah, just a, a big thank you for me and really appreciate you coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks you both. It was very nice to talk to you.
0: Yes, thank you very much. Nicholas, we wish you every success with your career going forward. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast and as always if you enjoyed it we welcome a review and if you have any questions and like to get in touch with us you can do that at the rjen.co.uk website